Thanks for joining us for Episode 2. We Speak Condo. We are once again joined by our special guest, Benjamin Rutherford. Oh, yeah. Ben is still a partner at Rutherford & Matthews, a condominium law firm in Toronto. Today, we're talking about status certificates, what to look for when buying or selling a condo. Cha-ching. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Status certificate is a essentially sort of like a checklist that will tell you what it is you're buying into, and it'll tell you important things. For example, how much common expenses are you going to pay? Are there any common expenses owing? Uh, is there anything that might suggest that the common expenses are going to rise after you buy in. Well, that's a good thing to know. It's, a, it's an absolutely crucial thing to know, and it's actually generated a lot of case law, too. But, <laughs> Stop smiling. Stop smiling. <laughs> Some of us have got to live as well, right? But uh, uh, it, and it, it, it will also, the status certificate actually must absolutely um, uh, include the declaration, bylaws, and rules. Unless the director, so you know who's... who's which people yeah. are actually looking after your investment. That, 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 that's right. And uh, there's another thing that the status certificate will also say is, are you buying into somewhere that has an added obligation because the owner before you might have made some changes to the common elements and is then responsible for those changes? Well, we talk about common elements. He, he hasn't changed his hallway, but probably maybe the balcony, which is an exclusive use, Common element. Maybe, maybe they put a satellite dish on the wall inside, and the board right. is okay with that. But there are certain responsibilities that are going to go along with that, and that should be disclosed in the status certificate so that you know when you're buying that okay, not only am I buying this into this condo, but I got to be responsible for that satellite dish. It's well. kind of like when you buy a car and you get that new, uh, that used car package that you have to that tells you the history of the the unit you're buying and what you may be responsible for in addition to everything else that you're responsible for. Very, very, very much so. Uh, very much so. And so why is it so important that purchasers look at a status certificate? Why is it important that their lawyers look at a status certificate? What, what are the consequences, I suppose, of ignoring that document? So if you do not look at that document, you are responsible for everything that's in that document. And if you don't look at it and you buy, you can have a lot of surprises. Give me, a, give me one of your nightmare examples. Um, well, I, I actually, there's, I'll, I'm sort of thinking, is it okay to say this one? Yeah, the, the, all the materials were, were, were filed, were filed with, with, with the court. Um, so I can, I can tell you. Um, Lo, these many years ago, I was. Ooh, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to that. This is a, this is a first for us. We had a lo, these many. Uh, I don't know. Somebody should be playing a lute in the background. Okay. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll try not to make it as long as a medieval, a medieval yeah, song, but but you look good with the little bells <laughs> on your ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, 
I was representing the condominium corporation, and here's another term of art, and, and it, it's hard not to throw them out, but an, oh, administrator, an administrator had been appointed. An administrator had been appointed by the court because it said, listen, the condo was in such terrible shape that... Um, financial. Financial, okay, and, well, so, so, financial and physical shape. Right. So, so uh, Condos don't automatically do well because everybody's paying their bills. People, uh, it has been no, noted that... Condos get let go. That like yeah. people don't manage them properly, yeah. or or uh, the board doesn't do their responsibility. So they're in financial holes, or uh, as as we say legally, the, the 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 corporation has a duty to uh, maintain and repair, and they don't do that. So you could be moving into or buying a condo that, under the surface, it looks great from the outside, but man, there's problems on the inside or I, at the bank. I, I, mm. I, absolutely. And, you know, this condo, the way I look at it, I mean, just to give you a flavor, um, if I recall correctly, because it was low these many years ago, um, they, they have... <laughs> that they, makes me laugh every they, time they say they that. Needed, they needed their underground garage. The city had shut it down. They needed about maybe 5 to $7 million um, in, in repairs to the physical grounds of the condo. Oh, they had a deficit... Of approximately six hundred thousand dollars. So, so they had a debt. You call we call it a deficit, deficit yeah. but they were overdrawn at the bank. Yeah. Basically, six hundred thousand dollars, and they got a bill coming for seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. Now, it what had happened in this condo is is I I think to a certain extent the the board kind of killed the kind of condo with kindness because. The board's concern historically was we don't want to raise common expenses because we don't want to raise common expenses because that's hard on people. But had they raised common expenses in a responsible manner, they wouldn't have been in the hole that they were. But in any event, here they were in a hole. It was so bad that a board of directors could no longer manage the place. So the court stepped in. They appointed an administrator. And so... We were now in the position of cleaning things up, and part of one of part of my job is we sort of started looking back in history and started looking back and said, "Okay, look, were there some wrongdoers here? We've got to move forward. We've got to fix what needs to be fixed, but we're going to look back because we think there were some wrongdoers, and maybe there's some liability for the wrongs that had happened." Well, that's. That's that's what? par par for the course, right? Ju justice is justice. That's so, unfortunately very common. I mean, we see that a lot with uh, you know yeah. a lot of new clients that we take on that they're dissatisfied with something that's happened in the past. But when the past is past, what do you do? How do you hold someone liable for mistakes that they've made, whether that's a mistake or it's a deliberate act? The, what there is do? accountability. It, it, yeah, precisely. And you know, it, it's it's and, it's, and for our, for our, our listeners. They only hear about this stuff until it gets really big way after the fact and it hits the newspapers. That's right. right? So there is stuff going on that's underlying. Now, I don't mean to interrupt, but just to give you an idea um, to, to, to everybody who's listening, the GTA and surrounding area per capita is probably the biggest condo market in the world. Uh, I think at last count we have approximately 10,000 condominium corporations in Ontario alone, all right? So these are the numbers we're looking at. So I, I'm sorry to interrupt there, but go ahead then. No, it, let us know about it, how we caught the evildoers. Yeah, okay. so so 
one of what so one of the things that I looked back on was I looked at the status certificates. What did the status certificates look like that were going out before the administrator stepped in? Because the amazing thing was that I've just told you the shape that this condo was in. The units were changing hands like 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 hotcakes. Like hotcakes. Hot and and I couldn't understand it. So we got the status certificate file and I looked at the status certificates. So the first thing I noticed about the status certificates was that they were three pages long. So immediately that's why is that a problem? It's a problem because they didn't include what we've been talking about, the declaration, bylaws, and rules. So status certificates were going out three pages long without the declaration, bylaws, and rules. Now, So the status certificate package, which uh, for your information, guys, uh, if you uh, are buying it, your real estate or yourself, uh, you have to order it from the corp condominium corporation. Uh, there is a charge. It's roughly about $100 right now, and that gets paid directly to uh, the management company that is uh, putting that together. And that package, it will be ready for you legally within 10 days. Absolutely. And so they were three pages long. They didn't have the declaration bylaws or rules. So there's a problem. Let me, let me interrupt you. Sure. Uh, just a question. Who was preparing those status certificates? Was it, was it a self-managed board? Was it a management company? I'm it, sure this plays into your whole it, research. It, it, absolutely. It, it was a self-managed board. And so the people that I was looking to, to determine whether there was any liability for past wrongdoings were the past board members. So it, it was a self-managed condo. Um, but that was troubling right off the bat because I don't like to disparage my colleagues and, you know, other lawyers, but I couldn't imagine why a lawyer wouldn't say to their client, you can't buy into this place with this status certificate. It's not even close to complete. You don't know what you're buying into. You don't know what your responsibilities are. Really, you don't actually know the extent of what you're owning because you don't even know what the boundaries of, of, of the units are. So you don't even know what you're responsible to maintain and repair. So that was problem number one. That's really good. And, and, and again, to our listeners, um, Really, it's, it's one thing having faith in your lawyer, and that's a good thing, because we all trust lawyers. However, understand what you should be receiving, what kind of information that they should be looking at, the status certificate. It's, that's, that's the most important thing when you're buying a condo. Not the price, not the well, price, yes, but, but the documentation you're going to get involved, not the sales agreement, you know, I, I have done, yeah. done flagging well, well, me well, here to, to, No, no, to no I, I just, I just, I was going to say because uh, <clears throat> as, as this, this story goes on, price very much figures into it oh, as, oh. as well. So the other thing the status certificates didn't have were the audited financial statements, which must be included in the status certificate package. Why is that important? Because this audited financial statements tell you the financial health of the condominium corporation that you're buying into. From a third party. From an independent third party auditor appointed by the, the owners. unit owners. That's correct. Exactly. Yep, he's responsible not to the board. Yeah. He's got no allegiance to the management company. He is responsible by law to the owners. Exactly. So 
Now, listen, I don't know what happened in all the individual purchases, so I, I don't want to point fingers, but I can tell you that when I looked at those status certificates, I really scratched my head and said, how could this have happened? Who would buy a unit on the basis of this, uh, this thing that they had? So those were the first problem. Just, was this a fairly new condo? Was it an older condo? Uh, no, no, uh, no it, it, was a, it, was a, it was an old condo. It was built in uh, 1972, and I remember that because that was my birth year. You can edit that part out, I hope. Um, but yeah, so it was a fairly old condo, and it was a townhouse. They were, they were, they were townhouse condos. So that was, those were the problem now. Then I looked at the status certificates, and lo and behold, I've told you about you where... You like that, lo and behold, man. The, yes, sorry. <laughs> they, they, um, That's because they, they, you were they, born in 1972. Yeah, because I, I, and this sort of language plays well. This sort of language plays well in court, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of flows over to me naturally. Wait, but, wait, hold on. Oh, hold, yeah. hold, hold, the, the barmaid is coming. She's bringing mead. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so... The other, I told you about the financial health of this kind of incorporation, yeah, which, which once again, no purchaser could have known because they didn't have any audited financial statements. So right. they're buying in, don't know what they're paying, but they're buying in, they have no idea what they're buying into. So the status certificates said that the reserve fund balance was $250,000. Now that's important too, because the reserve fund. Well, let me stop you right there. Another the term of art. Yeah, there's another term we're throwing yeah. out. Reserve fund. Okay, so um, a condo corporation has two bank accounts, let's call it. Right? Uh, there's an operating fund, and that is your day-to-day -day checkbook that you're paying for your groceries with or whatever it is. Nobody uses checkbooks anymore. I, soon I'll be saying, lo and behold. Um, <laughs> however, it, it's your debit card. And it's, it's what you're paying with for every day. Your reserve fund is that savings account, um, mutual fund, whatever it is that you're putting aside money for, for your retirement, your long rainy day. Well, condo corporations have that too. Your operating fund, that's the daily, the day-to-day -day expenses for operating, uh, paying the lights and uh, the management fees. Uh, remember that, the management fees and uh, the carpet cleaning and everything else. That's the majority of of your uh, common element uh, uh, fees. The reserve fund is the long-term planning that you go through. So who's gonna pay for the new roof in 20 years? Uh, and when the hallways and the carpet, uh, the carpeting in the hallways looks like it came out of an old James Bond movie and you're upset and embarrassed to have guests come over to your unit, Who's going to pay for the refurbishment and the, the rejuvenation of your hallways? Do you want to pay one big check? No. So you put a little bit away every month as part of your common element assessment. Precisely. And the reserve fund is, it is protected in law. It, it, I, I can't uh, emphasize enough the importance of it. It's a really special fund. When you put money into it, you're not allowed to take it out. Except for reserve except, fund expenses, except of course. Except for reserve fund expenditures. And I'm, so, and, and, and I, and I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I'm going to give you a leading question because yeah. I want to sound good, but um, that you are the condo corporation is limited in what they can invest in. 
So these people who are looking after your money, the government's saying, well, okay, we don't want you to go take that money to the racetrack and try to, you know, the, the 12th at Pimlico, right? You, 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 or, or the Casino Rama, you can't take it there. You can only put it in certain investments, not mutual funds, not shares and stocks, but in strictly safe, safe, safe investments. Exactly, and, and I, I've heard the questions at AGM. I'm sure, I mean, you guys have done <clears throat> probably hundreds of more AGMs yeah. than I have done. So you've heard the questions, you have uh, owners who will stand up and they say, well, I don't like the rate of return that you're getting on your investment. You know, I could put it in this great mutual fund with, with a much higher return. Well, it's, you're not allowed to do that. Yes. There's, there's it certain... is against the law. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so in any event, the status certificates in this condo showed a positive balance in the reserve in the reserve fund and uh that was a problem because there wasn't a positive balance in the reserve fund as a matter of fact it wasn't really a reserve fund so what were as the kids say omg yeah yeah so so here's what people are doing they're buying this condo on the basis of three pieces of paper with no supporting documentation that show a positive balance in the reserve fund. But what are they really buying into? They're really buying into a condo that had a $600,000 deficit and $7 million worth of repairs. And, now, no, and no money to and, pay for it. And no money to pay for it. Now, had those status certificates shown what they should have shown, had those status certificates included what they should have included. People would have been running, running in the opposite direction. And they would have been protected economically. This is people's biggest and main investment in their life. And people, unbeknownst to them, bought into this. But that underscores the absolute importance of the status certificate, of looking at the status certificate, making sure it's complete, making sure you understand what's in the status certificate, and making sure that your lawyer is looking at the status certificate and giving you the advice. And by the way, uh, here's, here's a shout out for some lawyers. Maybe I can throw some business their way. Um, you know, listen, it takes time. <laughs> it takes time to, to, to uh, I, I have no self-interest in this because I don't do these kind of transactions. I've litigated enough of them, but I don't do them. But listen, it takes time to look at a status certificate. Time for lawyers is money. And so sometimes people don't want to pay their lawyer to look at the status certificate. For goodness sake, uh, penny wise, pound foolish, it's worth a couple of hundred dollars to have your lawyer do, a, do an in-depth analysis. Folks, don't skimp where it counts. Do not. Because $200 could save you thousands and thousands. Now, let, let, me, let, me, let me wrap up the story because, <clears throat> because I, I said that it would come back to value. To property value. Okay, give me one more. Lo and behold. All right. So lo and behold, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm examining um, one of one of the one of the alleged wrongdoers. One of the the the, the people who we alleged um, were responsible for some of the condominium woes. There's a I tried to fill. Oh wow, that's woes. a good one too. Hold lo on. and behold, there were woes that this condo suffered, um, and but in any event. I remember this gentleman said to me, and now I, I don't remember what the units were selling were selling for. So, um, but I remember him saying to me, and he said, "You know, Mr. Rutherford, before you got involved in our condominium corporation, 
the units were selling for a much higher price. They were, they were selling for approximately, and I'm just going from memory here. He said, you know, Mr. Rutherford, before you got involved in our condominium corporation, the units were selling for a much higher price. They were selling for anywhere from $250,000 to $300,000. Since you've become involved in our condominium corporation, the property prices and values have plummeted. Now the units are selling for $150,000. And I said to him, so when you talk about me getting involved and the units selling, for two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars, is that the time when the status certificates were going out showing a reserve fund balance of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? His answer was yes. So, after I got involved, yes, the status certificates were done properly and the property values declined. It's not a happy story, but what it is is it's a story. It's a consumer protection story. And uh, you know it shows the value of a status certificate because if the they're getting the, if they're getting the status certificate that's inaccurate, they're purchasing into a property that is almost bankrupt, and then they have to get special assessed. They have to spend exactly. money. Exactly. So I so would they, assume, just guys, that the, that borders on fraud, and could could fraud have played into a part in that? I don't know. I, but I, just just listening to it, it's 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 you're selling you're selling a. Um, it, it, I, I can tell you in my career, yeah. uh, it was one of the worst situations uh, that I've seen. It was, it was uh, quite frankly, it was an incredibly sad situation because as, yeah. as Nicholas just pointed out, people were paying out that money and, you know, they ended up at the end of the day with something with a value of maybe 50 to 60% of what they had paid. Right. If you find this or any episode of We Speak Condo interesting or informative, please subscribe to the podcast by visiting our website, www.citysitesmanagement.com. If you want to have your questions answered, email us. We'll be responding to your love letters or hate mail every week. Thanks for listening.